the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Yo 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 Okay guys, you know what this is. Do I have to remind you? It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Hi, how are you? I'm Rachel La Loca. Uh-huh. Government. No, not really. But I'm going to change it. I've been given serious thought to changing my government name to Rachel La Loca Strauss. Um, there's a lot of words there, I know, but I like to pose conundrums. You know, I want people to like dissect and put them to work. I always put the audience to work. If you come to one of my comedy shows, no lazy people allowed. We get cerebral with it. All right, I could talk all day, all night about my comedy, but, and we'll talk more about it later because I have an announcement. Um, it's Latinos Out Loud, LOL. We love acronyms here. I have two very special guests here whom I'm going to introduce right now. Left to right, she's a comedian and community activist please welcome michelle adana hi hi i also have to add dear friend like little sis i love you just i i can't explain the love that i have for her um you know when you meet those people out there that you like see yourself in and you want them to win you know we like to rhyme here that's her and then to her right is another dear friend whom I've known now for, I think, going on two decades. Yeah. Filmmaker Gary Terracino's in the building, straight off the plane from L.A., kind of. You know, not straight off the plane. You know what I'm saying? A he week. had some time to rest. A week. Not that much time. Welcome home, by the way. Thank you. It's good to have you back. I'm so happy to be back in New York. It's good to see you in the flesh. <laughs> I know, because I haven't seen you in the flesh like 10 years. It's been like 10 years. And I feel like, you know, you guys out there should know there's a history here as well. I also want Terracino to win. I've always wanted him to win. At one point, we were winning together. We were in the New York Latino Film Festival campaign. So we were a part of the marketing where we did like a photo shoot. We were on billboards together. Buses, yeah. buses. Buses. We were busting it, yo, in 2009, y'all. That's a long time ago. Oh, man, it's so nice to have you guys here. Thank you so much for taking the time. This is an episode that I've had in my head conjured up for a long time. You know, we have a lot of guests on here that talk LGBTQ. I am such an ally. And I've been wanting to package an episode around representation or lack thereof in the industry, in film, in comedy. So I brought in two experts because that's what I do. I'm not the expert in this space. And so I lean on these people who are quite intelligent and who can bring the facts, also some really educated opinions. And that's what this show is going to be. However, we have a laundry list of items before we can get to the meat and potatoes. You know what I mean? I love the calaguisala and the potatoes. Um, we have something to celebrate here. Uh, you yes. know I love to celebrate. I mean, I'll throw a party for anything. But this time we need to throw a mini party here, right here, right now, because Latinos Out Loud is a bronze winner in the Signal Award. Congratulations. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. You guys, you voted. The people voted. The people. La gente. The LOLeros. Thank you so much. I love you with all my heart and soul. All ventricles of my heart. I'm just so 
overjoyed when I got the news just this week on Tuesday, an email came through and it said, congratulations, Rachel, you are a winner in the second annual Signal Awards. Thank you so much to Deandrick over at the Signal Awards and everyone else who worked so hard to elevate these voices of podcasters that are putting in the work. And to be on the podium with Kevin Hart, I'm getting verklempt, hold on, I need a minute. <laughs> I'm getting verklempt. I'll give you a topic. Rhode Island is neither a road nor an island. Discuss. Give me a sec. Okay, I'm better. <laughs> it just feels so good. I say this quite often, and you know I love to quote hip-hop artists. Tribe Called Quest said it best. That rhymed. I'll never let a trophy tell me how nice I am, okay, because I know I'm nice, and I don't need a trophy or a laurel to tell me that. But when something comes through like this, it, it just feels... It's congratulatory, right? It's like, hey, Rachel... You're doing all the work, and here's something to showcase some of that work. So we're going to be getting a bronze trophy that I'm going to gladly put on that set once it comes in. There's an amazing cocktail party coming up where I'm bringing Don from this network. He's my plus one because I'm so appreciative to this network for bringing us here too. Shout out to Kaba, shout out to Rick, shout out to Mike. It's, it's emotional for me. I'm really trying to contain these emotions right now and be a professional on camera. But just know that I've cried many a tear this week. Aww. Yeah, I'm trying to fight them right now. Get back in there. Get back in there. Okay. Um, yeah, because this is a team effort. I'm not doing this by myself. You know, like, I may be the face of the brand, but I'm certainly not the entire brand. Okay, I got to stop talking about no, it. Wait, My voice I'm is getting shaky. I'm going to cry. Okay, stop. We cannot cry at the top of the episode. Who does that? Well, right? I, like, it's just... Um, it's going on seven years with Latinos Out Loud and wow. we're two-time Webby Award nominated in best for the best comedy category. We didn't win, but, you know, I don't need the win. The win is the nomination. The win is being here right now and doing this for almost seven years. But, like, to have a win, guys, it just... It's just, you feel so good. My family's so proud. My friends are so proud. People are, are still hitting me up in the in the DM and just being like, wow, congrats, congrats. And uh, keep it coming. I love these messages and I love you. Okay, I've said my spiel. Any comments on the Signal Award? I need a minute to breathe. Yeah, can I just affirm you? Rachel works so hard and you completely deserve this. And I know, yeah. You don't need a trophy or anything, but I'm happy that you're getting the recognition from the industry as well at the same time, mm -hmm. because that also counts for stuff that goes into the numbers and analytics and all of that. And I just want to affirm you, and I know how hard you work, and I probably don't see half the work you do, but you work your ass off, and you deserve everything you're getting. Thank you, Michelle Adana. Thank you guys both for this, uh, just this moment. Um, I'm I, taking it in. I want to give you a shout out for the seven year longevity. Because a lot of people don't understand, you know, Meghan Markle is already done with Spotify. That oh. one-year podcast is over. It's hard, yeah. you know, because it's just like everything. Like seven years ago, you're podcasting, and that's a pioneer. And often women and people of color are the pioneers for things. Yes. Then it goes mainstream. Mm. And I'm not playing the race card, but I'm saying then the well-connected, you know, Blanquitos come in. And they get the 50, the 50 and the $100 million deals, you know, and maybe they go bust after a year, you know. But so to, to, to be here, uh, you know, after seven years and at a point now where, I mean, not to give anything away, but where all of these big companies are interested in the podcast and interested in you and you weren't backed by the 50 million no. for the Archwell podcast. Not that I'm hating on Meghan Markle. I'm just saying you're here, you know, 
it's a lot of these things, especially LGBTQ, which is like a big part of the podcasting space, yeah. you know, because it starts niche and you have that audience, Latinos, LGBTQ, and, you know, and then it blows up and then the big wigs come in and they get the big checks, you know, and maybe they go bust. But here you are, and now, for the record, everyone's circling around Latinos out loud because you've endured, you know. Yes, and there's been some bumps in the road where I've had to ask myself, can I get through this? Yeah. Do I have good enough tires? Like, are we going Michelin or are we going Costco brand? Yeah, you're driving with some kids in the station wagon and some <laughs> bald tires. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, so we might have to use the donut, the spare for a while, but then we'll get the Michelin on there. Holler at Michelin. I mean, holler at me. You know what I'm saying? Send her we some can free do some, tires. The woman's you know a single I mean? mom. Send her some free tires. I can also build a tire swing in my yard, so I'll, I'll really utilize those tires if they oh, come a through. A yard? A small yard. That's nice. Yeah, yeah money. Cool. Yeah. Oh, no, it's great. <laughs> Just a good opportunity okay. in no the No one's universe. accusing you of being you know? bougie. No, it's, it's a small yard. <laughs> I got a yard. Oh, my. You it got is, a tree? It is I odd I love that you have, jumped right in on that. I love it. That's, that's what she does. The wit is crazy. Um, yeah, we have a small yard. I'm in the city. But, like, I had my eye on this apartment from this small one bedroom that I was in 12 years ago. And I was like, I want that apartment so bad for my kids. I can envision my kids and my dog running mm. around in it. And then it became available. We negotiated and I've been there ever since. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about my home life. Thank you, Signal Awards. I can't wait for the cocktail party. What am I going to wear? I have no idea. I'm a holler at Shein, okay? I'm not no. sure. We'll see. Right? I could get you a stylist. Stop it. Yeah, we'll okay. talk. We'll chat. We're we'll going to talk we'll offline chat. about that because, yeah, I got to look fly. Um, so, yeah, I'll, like, recap that event once it happens. And then there's some other interesting stuff that I must talk about. I mean, happy Latinx Heritage Month. We're coming to a close, right? It's been a big one. Boom. Like, que boom, yeah. right? Yeah. There's been events galore, invitations and commemorations and radio stations and TV stations. It's been really fun. I love these events. Um, I do love representing for us at some pretty prestigious places, might I add. Yesterday, I had the honor of going to the United Nations. You guys, as a New Yorker, I'm like, how many freaking times have I driven by the United Nations? No. And you see the buildings and like the big circular building where they have the meetings. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. Maybe one day I'll set foot in there. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Here's a nerdy, like just a fact that I learned yesterday. You may know this, but when you walk through the doors of the United Nations, you're officially on international territory. The NYPD has no jurisdiction in the United Nations. It's their own trained security, mm -hmm. their own self-contained mm -hmm. thing. So I thought that was really interesting. So aside from the beautiful outdoor space and the view of the skyline and everything and all the staff and security, it's really just an impressive space with lots of you know, photos and artwork, and maybe one day I'll get to go back and really analyze everything. But I was there yesterday for a really interesting event. It was called Entrepreneurship in the Americas, and it was brought to us by Go Digital Media, who is the parent company of NGL Me Too. Shout out to Me Too. And we are all human. And there were some really amazing panelists that spoke about scaling our businesses as Latino, Latina, X, Y, Z entrepreneurs, right? I am one of them. I'm a small business mm -hmm. owner. And actually, I can't, I lose sleep over thinking about how to scale this business. Mm -hmm. How can I attract more advertisers? How am I going to pay Kaba? You know what I mean? I lose sleep over that. I do. Um, so that 
like hearing the panelists give us tools and resources. And I'll shoot one out there right now. So guys, all the small business owners out there, there are these big corporations that are there to support us. Google these corporations, the big ones. There are these um, sort of incubator programs, if you will, that will fund and help you with like Microsoft Office, like, you know, pay for the tools that you need to be a successful business. And I'm, I'm like knee deep in this research and I'll share some resources along the way. But that was sort of eye opening to me that the big guys do help the little guys. Some of them, not all of them. I agree. There's, 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 there's absolute support out there. And, and I think yeah. when, when you're on your own. When, when you're a small business owner, and, and it's changing, but a, a lot of people of color starting out in business or the industry, we don't realize there are other resources. And it seems silly, but even, you know, like if you're educated mm -hmm. and, and, and from a certain background, it's still very daunting. Yes. You know, it's very daunting. And, and you know, for me as an artist, you know, you have to learn how to interact and that it's okay. Yes. And, and, and the best and simplest thing always is, is to own yourself. Because it's not a cliche. No one can be you. So if you walk in, and I, you know, and they know that you know who you are, not to be crass, but then that's instant branding. That's great you, advice. You know, you're all, you're walking in saying this is who I am, and I, you know, times change for the better. And mm -hmm. so the woman who walked in, you know, whether she was Latino or not, and said, "I know who I am," twenty or thirty years ago, could be really intimidating, and she would be told she's too much. Yeah. Right. And then the person of color who walked in and knew who they are, sometimes we would be called ghetto because we're walking in with too much swagger, mm -hmm. too much ownership. Mm -hmm. but, mm -hmm. but, and this is where, you know, because I'm a bit older, like it's okay now. Yeah. It's okay. You walk in, whether it's the UN or MGM or Spotify yeah. or Netflix, and you know who you are. It's instant branding and instant sell. And they already are like, great this person is halfway there and they make my job half easier because mm. they're already walking in owning themselves. I love that POV. It's so true. It is. Yeah. I think Latinos out loud, I mean, in the grand scheme of things and in the looking at the podcast sphere holistically, we're pretty niche. We're pretty, we're, we're a carve out, right? We mm. move Latinos forward while making them laugh and we're heavy in the entertainment space. Mm. I guess that's not like universal or all encompassing, but I am very gung-ho. I am very confident in this brand. I think, you know, from the audience perspective, it's universal. From the marketing perspective, maybe not so much. But, you know, we can dissect that all day. Um, I thought some of the panelists, like Marines Tuarte, who I actually worked with back when I was at Editorial Televisa a long time ago, Ben de Jesus, there was someone there from Square, you know, Square, the swipe thingamajig, um, that's a company to check out. They have an incubator program where they give some funding to the small businesses, so look into Square. And then NGL, all the Bens over at NGL Me Too, Ben Jesus, Ben Leff, and shout out to um, Benny. Benny Booms was there, and Rich was there. These are all supporters of mine that have been supporting for, again, close to two decades. So as they evolve... I evolve too. And that's when you find a believer. I say this so many times. I'm going to turn blue in the face. I sound like a broken record. Mm -hmm. When you have and find those believers, keep them close. Yeah. Put them in your pocket. Shout them out every now and then. Yeah. Just send them a text message. How you guys doing? Want to go to lunch? Right. That's, just, that's some advice I have for y'all listening. Um, so thank you so much to all the supporters and everyone over at Me Too. 
Um, there's something else that I would love to talk about right now. Uh, Michelle Adana knows this brand very well. Shout out to the Hilarious Show because the Hilarious Show, which is my all-female variety show, which we do both on stage stuff, off-Broadway, as well as digital, we are in the People's Improv Theater's Sketch Fest 2023, yeah. which is coming back after a two-year hiatus. Yeah. We all know the pit. Although the striker is no longer the big stage, we're going to be at the pit loft on 29th Street on October 22nd at 9.30. Tickets are available at the pit dash nyc.com or you can go to my instagram at rachel la loca or the hilarious show h-e-r-l-a-r-i-o-u-s show a lot of letters um the hilarious show and you can copy your tickets uh we had our first rehearsal yesterday after our writers one meeting and this show look i'm not just saying it because i'm in it but like this show is gonna be so good and these are the hilarious all-stars the six of us, we took our writing classes together at UCB. Some of the girls are pit girls, um, but we started out a long time ago together. And so when you get professionals like this in a space, I mean, we ended rehearsal 45 minutes early yesterday. So for the last 45 minutes, we were just, you know, talking about men. Um, and it was quite fun. And it just, it's, it's so efficient when you're with pros in the room. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to the professionalism of these girls. Haley Raphael, Adrian Iancielo, Maureen Toomey, who's making a comeback after having her baby. The hilarious at Sketchfest is her comeback as a mom who also made a comeback when I thought I wouldn't be able to. It's huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. You know, um, I was talking to Chachi about this. Uh, Chachi, shout out to Chachi Nation. Follow her. She was at the UN with me yesterday. It's really hard to come back to anything after mm -hmm. birthing a child. Um, for a while there, you sort of just feel like a vessel of nutrition for your baby. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you're breastfeeding or not, you know, you're just kind of like this caretaker. So to come back to your life with another life that you are in charge of afterwards, it's a huge feat. So I'm really happy that Maureen has agreed to do this show. Okay, who am I missing? Um... um Oh my gosh, this is so bad. I have to refer to my Instagram page because my brain is a little fried. As I, I told, I told Teresito this morning, I'm like, I laid down tiles this morning and I brought a bed upstairs. So yeah, I'm like a little brain dead at this point. But um, I want to run down the roster of who's in this show. Here we go. How can I forget the amazing Sarah Ann Houghton, another girl that I met in my UCB sketch writing 201 class. I have an interesting story about her. Um, this is sort of like anecdotal, but... When you're in these writing classes and you're the only Latina, it's a little intimidating, you know? I'm like, hi, you know? And she was that girl that was like, is this seat taken? Can I sit next to you? And I was like, yes! And she came and sat down next to me and we've been friends ever since. Shout out to Sarah. And then Jasmine Ruiz, you guys know her on Instagram. She's a, an awesome performer. Um, she's got the wit and she's got this character, Dr. G, whom you've seen at the Hilarious Show, who will make an appearance, and that's all I'm going to say. And the last woman that I really have to shout out is our director, Reva Grimble, who is a TV writer and is going to be directing us. And she's just bringing so much heat. It's going to be hot. I know it's the fall here in New York and it's getting kind of cold, but you may want to wear a tank top to this show. It's going to be so hot. Um, and there will be some of us scantily clad on the stage, too, and that's all I'm going to say. 
We have a lot of great sketches. So shout out to all the girls. Again, the pit-nyc.com is the website to cop your tickets. Um, the last thing that I want to talk about before we get into this Sancocho, which we've been stirring for a while, um, is I have to shout out everyone over at ABC, Omar Rodriguez, Sonia Rincon, who came to the studio just last week and put up an amazing story where I was interviewed and they just really highlighted Latinos out loud and what we do. And I think that article goes beyond Latino Heritage Month. Check it out. It's on abcnews.com. And I'm so appreciative that they actually, you know, they highlighted everything we do here. We don't just entertain here. We educate and enlighten, which I call the triple E effect. We have this triple E effect with our guests, with our subject matter, even our advertisers. Like, we turn down advertisers that I don't think are on brand for us. And that sounds crazy, right? What? You turn down money? Yes. Yes, we do. Because if it's not on brand and it doesn't move our people forward, it will not be a part of this show. And I will always stand by that criteria, no matter what we do, no matter where we go, no matter what network. It just doesn't matter. That's who I am, and that's what LOL is. So thank you, ABC News. Um, my mom called me crying, of course. She's like, ay, mija, I told everybody in Santo Domingo to watch the show, to watch the news. Oh, my God. I recall it with my telephone. She recorded a bootleg with her telephone and texted it to the whole family. Um, I love those moments. I love those moments. I don't know, guys. Making my mom and dad proud, that's like... It's just the cherry on the Sunday for me. Like, I do it for me and I do it for us, la gente, all of us here. But, like, making mom and dad proud is always one of my goals. So when I deliver on that, I have to do one of these, you know, mm -hmm. little pat on the back. Uh, how much long are they going to be around for? I don't know. I hope it's a long time. But my dad is 82. My mom is 76. And I want to continue to give them these moments because I feel like that extends life. That mm. prowess, that just that pride that the family is doing good for the community. That feels wonderful. I love you, mom and dad, so much. So that's my laundry list. Um, any other? Triple E. It's education, enlighten, and entertain. What's the third E? That's okay. it. That's it. Three E's. I can think of four or five. Like, you know, I Education, love wordplay. Yeah. Any other E's I'm missing? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we're enough. We all are enough. You know what I mean? But that's my triple E effect. Yeah. Um, and you guys deliver on that, too, because in what you do, I mean, maybe we can start off by you telling everyone a little bit about what you do. I gave you your I gave the Eloeleros your titles. But why don't you another E word come and elaborate? Right. Um. <laughs> I, yeah, so my name's Michelle Adana. I'm a comedian. I also write and produce um, events. I'm also a community manager. That's a community manager. Yikes. I'm a community organizer. In a way, you manage <laughs> it, though. Okay, girls, okay. Community organizer. I have an organization called I'm Finna Talk, and we do free workshops and open mics for queer, black, and brown folks in New York City. Our two-year anniversary is coming up, so... Woo! I'm all about getting the sponsorship right now so I can pay my people um, and just buy stuff. We're doing gender-affirming pop-up shop, mutual aid fair, variety show. It's going to be awesome. But, yeah, so um, I love writing things that make sense to me and my community. And one of the biggest reasons why I got into this to entertainment specifically was I love it, but also I was so tired of seeing the same stereotypes about Latinos, Latina women, like gay folks. I'm like, 
yo, we're not all happy and excited all the time. We be sad and then that's okay. Um, and just like creating just new experiences and sharing that with other audiences. So it's like every room I can go into, I can share a little bit of the story and you'll see that I'm so much more than, you know, whatever you think I am. Whatever I walk in and you're like, oh, that's, she's going to be mean. She's going to be this. She's going to be that. And then I'm actually super sweet and, you know, all these other things. And um, that's what it's about, kind of like shifting the narrative on it. Too. I want to give you some flowers, too. You're so young to be doing all of this. When I was your age, I wasn't thinking about no community. I was out there shaking my ass. You know what I'm saying? The Palladium, the tunnel. I'm going to date myself right now. But I was in the clubs hard. You know what I mean? Okay. I wasn't giving thought to moving my people forward at your age. That's incredible. Thanks. Amazing. You also were the recipient of a sketch Scholarship. The, the at the pit, I got the SNL scholarship. Come on, y'all. SNL Saturday Night Live. Yeah, you know the brand. She was a pit scholarship recipient. <laughs> when I saw that news come through, I was like, yes. Yeah. With many S's at the end. It was more like, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Teresino, let's just please tell everybody a little bit more about what you do as well, because you're also multifaceted. I like being multifaceted. Thank yes. you for that. I'll put that on my grinder profile. <laughs> subtle plug, Hello. subtle plug. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not on grinder, but uh, if I am, I'm going to put that on my profile. Um, yeah, I'm, a <laughs> I'm a filmmaker. I started out as a journalist, actually. Oh, yeah, tell yeah. us more. Yeah, well, it's interesting you're talking about community, because I started out as a journalist when, when I was 19, um, working for a lot of the gay publications, which at that time were called Queer publications like when in, in in the 90s when all that was coming in like out magazine blah 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 and then um i kind of graduated to mainstream journalism and then i became a filmmaker um and then i had 13 years with the new york international latino film festival with calixto mm -hmm. and liz and juan um and rest in peace juan yes Thank you so much. yeah Let's take a second for juan caceres yes he was so uh, my best friend and my producing partner so we did Elliot Loves Together. That was my debut feature. And then last year I did Waking Up Dead, which, as Latinos Out Loud and Variety and the BBC profiled, we ran into quite a bit of controversy on the festival circuit. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah we did. Yeah, we did. Um, but we're still on the festival circuit. Awesome. And, you know, you just it's, it's kind of, which we've all touched upon, you, 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 you have to keep persevering, mm. you know. And, um, you know, uh, Guillermo Diaz, who's a friend of mine, and of course a pioneer, because he was one of the few out gay actors you know, mm -hmm. in the 90s. And, and he once said to me that uh, being an artist, in his case an actor, is actually fits the definition of crazy. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. That's and he crazy. said something to me really profound once. He goes, I, I go on 10 auditions to get called back once, then I got to get called back 10 times, which is like 100 auditions, to book it once. But each time you go in, you say, this is the one where it happens, yeah. which is also kind of the definition yeah. of crazy. And so <laughs> when, you know, when you see artists, be it, you know, Britney Spears or Kanye West having a meltdown, it's funny, and especially in the age of social media, we can pile on. But I'm very empathetic to the difficulties of being an artist, whether you're struggling or successful, because yeah. I've had both, it's tough. And you are kind of, you're waking up, you know, 
every day. And you're like, this is the day that I do X and X is what I do to make it happen. And this is the day that it pays off. And it may not. That's what I, you know, you do the same thing over and over again. And so I, it's so easy in the age of social media to, to social media to pile on. Yeah. But I'm very empathetic when I see artists having a meltdown because I'm like, it's tough, man. It's just really tough. And I always equate being an artist to being a single mother. Oh, go on. No, I, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, any single mother, probably once or even well off, but you're struggling because you're a single mother. And most are not well off. So you wake up, right? Yeah, single mom, like she, you wake up in the morning and you've got the kids and you've got the bills and you've got the food and you've got the coffee and you've got to make these things happen and they're going to ask you a thousand questions. A thousand questions every day, right? And you got to have the answers, you know? And you don't want to give them bad news and you want to keep them encouraged and you don't want them to know that maybe today you're breaking down inside and you don't want them to know that. You, you just, you kind of make it happen. Yeah. And a lot of times with... Being a single mom, the victories that you got through the day. You didn't break down. Yes. Nothing bad happened. And, you know, a lot of times for artists, like I'm similar. It's like I, got, I did this. You know, maybe I went to the pit and I performed the show that I worked on for six months. And maybe tonight was the night when no one showed. Yeah. You know? And, um, and maybe tonight is the night that no one showed. But you have to go to bed with some pride and some sense of accomplishment. Or, or, you know, I go to bed sometimes accomplished because they went to school with the same shoes, you know, like right. there weren't two different shoes on their feet or like they were on the right way. Because the other day, yeah, Benji was rocking the whole day with his left shoe on the right foot. And I was like, oh, man, like he's pretty good, though, for have done gym class with the wrong shoes on. Um, but yes, I if I get them to school on time, I'm doing this on my way home. I'm like, for she is a jolly good fellow. You know, it's the little thing sometimes. Yes, as a mom. Um, but yeah, I mean, truth be told, I've had so many meltdowns, so many meltdowns at home crying to myself, Michelle Adana, wow, you saw me have a big meltdown, live and direct. Yeah. We went to see that show. Yeah. Oh, man, should we talk about it real quick? Are you sure you want to hold that space right now? This is my show. I wouldn't be me if I wasn't honest 24-7. Michelle Adana and I went to go see a show uh, by an amazing playwright, uh, Guadalice del Carmen, and I didn't know that the show was going to touch on miscarriage and uh, infertility, and it did. And as thick as my skin or as tough as I thought I was about this subject matter, I'm not. It still makes me melt. Um, I don't think I've gone through it in detail on this show, but I lost five pregnancies. I miscarried a bunch of times. I had a pregnancy with a genetic abnormality that I had to terminate. And there was a reaction from the actor that it made me feel like I was looking at a mirror. It was the exact reaction that I had when I lost my girl in 2012. The exact reaction. Down to where I was in the bedroom and down to the screaming that had no sound. You know that silent scream yeah. where it's like, like nothing comes out from the voice box? That is how I reacted because I couldn't believe I was losing my girl at 16 weeks. And to see that portrayed, depicted by this incredible actress who really brought me back to that moment, had a panic attack. 
in my seat next to her. And I had to bear it because I didn't want to disrupt the show. I didn't want to get up and leave because it wasn't a big theater. Everyone would have seen me leave. And then I'd be like, Rachel, what happened? Are you okay? And I didn't want that either. So I just took very deep breaths to get through the rest of the show. And then I darted out the door. I just made an A-line. I was like, uh, no goodbyes. Just, I texted Michelle Adana from outside. I'm like, I'm outside just trying to breathe right now. If you want to join me, you're more than welcome. If not, I'm just going to stay out here and try to find some oxygen. Even though there was plenty of it around me, I couldn't seem to find it. It was a little bit of hyperventilating, a lot of tears. And Michelle Adana, the good friend that she is, came to the rescue. And we took a very long walk along the west side of Manhattan. We walked so much. I don't even know how I clocked so many miles in those heels. Um, <laughs> didn't even feel like we were walking for that long. But we ended up at the Intrepid, like down yeah. by the west side. And she just talked me off a ledge at that moment. So shout out to those good friends who understand anxiety and you know depression and how to coach another person through it. At that moment, I needed a coach, and you delivered. I love you so much for that. And shout out to the show, because for the show to have brought me there, you know, on the emotional Richter scale, it was, it was off the charts. The acting, the writing. And I learned a bunch from that experience. I learned that I'm still unpacking my situation. I'm still going through those motions. Just when I thought I could even be comical about it. I wrote a one-woman show about it. Oh. Yeah. But, and I performed it in the One Festival. Mm. And I didn't cry that hard. Mm. But here I was in the theater, bawling, bawling crying. So I need to still work on that and come to terms with all that loss. And um, I'm working on that. And shout out to everyone else out there who may be suffering in silence like I did for a long time. You don't have to, nor should you. Plenty of us go through pregnancy loss, miscarriage, you know, genetic abnormalities with the pregnancy. And it's okay to talk about it. It's that widespread that no one's going to judge you. And if they do judge you, you should probably question that friendship. Right. I will say, like, we use, and you're talking about actors and just, like, artists, we use our art as a way to try to like get through things and where we're comedians, we talk about the craziest things and be like, <laughs> wasn't that funny? And it's like, yeah, but then you, we also have to make sure to like sit down with ourselves and be like, so what does this mean? What am I actually trying to say through these, between the lines? Um, and yeah, mental health, especially in the entertainer industry, but also specifically for like people of color and queer folks is like y'all let's talk about it like y'all need to go to therapy y'all think y'all funny y'all think y'all doing the art but you need to go get help too like and that's okay it's okay i love it's, therapy I, I love therapy too shout out to better help online therapy who was an <laughs> advertiser of the podcast oh. and gave me a free subscription oh, okay. and so online therapy is kind of where it's at for me as a mom i did do therapy in office and that's great but like as a mom and as a, an entrepreneur and small business owner, the online therapy thing has really been a salvation in my life. Um, and also therapy can exist in so many forms. You are a form of therapy for me. Mm. Writing is also a form of therapy for me. Social media 
when I put up a post and I pour my heart out. Mm -hmm. That is therapeutic to me. I'm not looking for no empathy, sympathy. I mean, it's nice when it comes in. And if you want to talk one-on-one about this subject matter, my door is always open. I have a sensitive, there's a place in my heart for everyone suffering through this. Um, But that's a form of therapy for me. Thank you, Instagram, for like not charging me for that kind of therapy. Um, This went in a direction that I did not foresee, but (laughs) I'm kind of happy it did um, because you're right. Art is probably the number one source of therapy for me. And I don't know about for you, Teresino, but I see you also pouring your, I guess, life experiences into your art. Do you want to touch on that a little before we dive into the film conversation, which I'm so excited to like approach. I've been waiting for this for so long. Well, my therapy is I just call ex-boyfriends and scream at them for things <laughs> they did. So, cause I'm half Latina, I guess. <laughs> and then I just drop it and move on. <laughs> That's so Latina. Thank of you. you. Thank you. I, I try, but really it's effortless. Well, shout out to those exes who are the sounding boards for Teresino. <laughs> um, like, uh, good for you. You know, if you want to come on the show and vent about him, you no, could do that don't. too. Please don't. <laughs> no, just don't. Yo, the girls and I last night at rehearsal were talking about doing a show just for our exes and inviting them in the audience and not telling them it's a show, but just like portraying them First in sketches. Monologue. He had a really small dick. Let's yeah. see who in the audience squirms. Spotlight on Juan. <laughs> Say hi to everybody, Juan. Um. <laughs> okay, we must segue into the meat and potatoes that I was talking about before because we've been seasoning this meat for a while with adobo, with sofrito, adobo. with everything. And so there's been, I would say, this amazing trend Right. This. um, Well, I don't want to call it a trend because then it sounds short lived. But I love seeing this LGBTQIA. I know a lot of letters we will refer to it as LGBTQ in a sec. And I want to actually go through the acronym, if you guys will, Mm. in a moment. Um, Films in the film festival circuit. And boy, is that cause for celebration. We love when we see ourselves, don't we? It's about time that we're seeing ourselves. Like, for the longest, and we have a lot of work to do. I'm not saying we're there yet. We know we're not. But when we start to see this peak of representation, it's like they're finally getting it. Mm-hmm. Are they? Talk to us, Teresino. What What have you been seeing as a filmmaker in this film festival in, like, the last two or three years? Sure. Um, uh, a lot, actually. A lot. And And the great thing is, unlike you know, relatively recently, you don't need to go to a gay and lesbian film festival to see gay and lesbian work. You, you can see it anywhere. And um, and most importantly is you can see work in the theaters now. Yes. You know, which, like, we forget, like, Brokeback Mountain, that's 2004. And it was such a big deal. Huge. You know, and now and today, like, we have a bunch of gay content to talk about on the festival circuit and in theaters. Yes. And uh, as uh, Rachel and I were saying earlier, Due to the strikes, uh, the WGA strike, which just ended last week, and the SAG strike, which unfortunately is ongoing. We thought it was going to end, yeah. but not so much. There was like a walk away today, apparently. But you know, that happened with the WGA. Mm-hmm. There's always that walk away at the last minute because you're kind of toughing it out. You know, yeah. everyone's playing the big dick slinger and like who's going to, you know, yeah. cave. Yeah. But Friend Dresser's never going to cave. So, oh, Friend Dresser. I have real confidence in her with SAG. I think she's handling it really well. Um, for people who don't understand, just as a side note, the big issues with the WJ and SAG is streaming. Mm-hmm. Because I've worked in streaming as a writer in LA for years, and, and you don't make that much. Mm. 
and you don't get royalties and residuals. And and AI. Unfair. And AI, where because um, actors and writers don't want studios and producers plugging in pre-existing work to AI, which then will create new work from it, and you're not getting paid. So those are really the sticking point, you know, streaming and AI. Um, WGA uh, settled last week, it's a good deal, and SAG wants the same, and they deserve the same. Yeah. But for as long as the strikes are going on, you can't promote the work. Right. Uh, the reason being is, you know, SAG doesn't want their actors, you know, going on the chat shows and whatnot and promoting work for the studios and production companies they're striking against. Mm -hmm. You know, like, Fran Dresser's going hardcore, and I agree. Um, so, uh, but the Catch-22 is, as you said, like, we're at this time now where we've got all these great LGBTQ films in theaters, but currently, and we have a bunch right now, which we'll talk about, but they can't be promoted. Uh. You know, so then the problem is, if they die in theaters, we don't get more. So we want them to do well, and so we'll start with what's in theaters. Can we start sure. there? Let's start with what's in theaters. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of great stuff that you can see in theaters right now. I really want to get uh, the word out. On, in a prior episode, you already profiled Aristotle and Dante. Yes, with H. Alberto. Shout out to H. We love you. And that's despite the strikes been doing really well. Um, uh, another one is the one you turned me on to recently, Finding Her Beat. Yes. Finding Her Beat is an amazing music documentary kind of in the vein of Buena Vista Social Club. Uh -huh. um, and, uh, you know, it's funny. There's, uh, they re-released Stop Making Sense about the talking heads, and that's been doing really well. And it's a good time to have another music doc out there. So Finding Her Beat is all about taiko. Taiko is this Japanese form of drumming um, that for centuries was off-limits to women, uh -huh. interestingly enough. Uh -huh. So now, until now, I should say, which is the twist of the film. So now uh, two taiko dramas here in America mm -hmm. get together and they decide that in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, it took place last year, they're going to do the first all-female taiko drumming concert, which, you know, is great. But when you realize women have not been allowed to do that culturally, so it's, it's about claiming a cultural space for themselves. Mm. Um, the cast and crew uh, are, are largely LGBTQ. Awesome. Um, but but the, that's nice. But the bottom line is it's a terrific doc. And with Tycho, these drums are massive. These aren't the, the, the drumming of pop and rock music that we're used to here in the West. These are massive drum, drums. These women are athletic and they're, and they're constantly in motion. And it's really like watching a group of Olympians getting together Love you know, and, and training. And, and you get the backstory, the discrimination they've dealt with, you know, as members of the LGBTQ women, as, as, as members of the LGBTQ community, as women who want to perform the taiko drumming, and, 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 and what they go through to get this concert in freezing cold St. Paul, Minnesota, and to get this concert on. And it really, it's, it's the music is wonderful. Um, everyone's just really telegenic and comfortable on camera. The, 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 without giving anything away, it culminates in just a, a wonderful concert. But again, it's a great music doc. And um, you can find out more about uh, Finding Her Beat online. It's herbeatfilm.com, which I love. love herbeatfilm.com. Uh -huh. um, and you can see trailers and you can see clips. And then we're going to show a clip, uh, which yeah. is a great rehearsal clip that we're going to show. And um, I, I, I did a Zoom 
uh, with the cast and crew. And so they let me know. How was that? It was terrific. Oh, and they let me know the film is now in theaters. Great. Like I said, this is a tough time because of the strikes. Yeah. To get a dock, to get an Indian theaters. Um, it's playing L.A. soon. It's playing Boston. It's playing Denver. But you can go to uh, HerBeatFilm.com, HerBeatFilm.com, and get the upcoming dates in theaters. It's also simultaneously playing some festivals. So wherever you are, you're going to be able to see the film. Let's so, support this. Yeah, film. and here is a great rehearsal clip. All right, so that was Finding Her Beat. So great. More out at herbeatfilm.com. So the next one I want to talk about in theaters, which has been doing really well, is Bottoms. Oh, I want to see that one. I <laughs> haven't seen it yet, but there's so much young talent there and, like, folks that I've heard about in the comedy scene mm -hmm. here and there. And um, I'm just so excited to see, y'all, they're winning. I feel like we're all winning. And it's just on Twitter. I know they can't say anything, but, like, on Twitter, everyone's been talking about bottoms. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In the comedy community, everyone's talking about bottoms. It's been huge. It's been huge. They started working on it when they were in college. Oh, they were writing the script at that. NYU. So, that and you I know somebody know. who was involved in the project. So yeah, when I was in high school, thinking about comedy as you know a thing I could do, um, someone actually gave me Rachel Sanat's information, and I reached out to her, like asking a bunch of questions. She was a comedian in New York doing the and she. She was at NYU doing kind of the New York comedy scene, and I reached out. She was super helpful. I wasn't able to fully connect with her as in, like, in person, and then I went to college, and I did other stuff. Um, but then I, I saw her in a show years later, and I was like, was that the girl? Was that that girl? And then I went to my email, and I was like, oh, my God, that was that girl. So I'm just so happy to see her win. I'm so happy to see AO also win. She's been blowing up. Um, she's like everyone's new like favorite like sometimes you see I don't know if this is just me but sometimes we make parasocial connections through the internet right and you're like she'd be my friend so we'd hey, be good together know, yeah right? we'd be, we'd be friends hey girl <laughs> listen I never met a Rachel I didn't like okay mm -hmm. us Rachels we good peoples you know what I'm saying shout out to all the Rachels the ELs and the AELs out there you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah right. so what happened with Bottoms Bottoms is hilarious. Yeah. So it'll live up to your <laughs> mm -hmm. expectations. Great. It's an outrageous, raunchy comedy in the vein of Pitch per Perfect, Debs, The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh. It tells the story of two unpopular, bullied, lesbian teenagers in high school. And what they decide to do to turn their situation around is start an underground fight club. So they can impress the cheerle mm -hmm. cheerleaders and work out all their teenage angst and anxiety. It's hilarious. Um, it's also done, despite the strikes, it's done extraordinarily well in theaters for an indie. It's, it's wow. made over $12 million. Wow. It's actually neck and neck with Expendables 4 right now wow. at the box office. And again, this is with minimal promotion yeah. because of the strikes. Yeah. And it just shows that 
one, there's there's an enormous audience for, for, for gay content, but it's also mainstream hilarious, which yeah. is the next level for us to get to. Things that have gay people in them that's not necessarily gay-centric or only for gays. Yeah. And so Bottoms is really the little film that could, and that's why everyone's talking about mm-hmm. it. Um, it's, it's, it's absolutely hilarious. Um, I, I, I loved it. Um, and you can see it in theaters. And still, the good news is, as of this week, you can also rent or buy it on Amazon Prime. Love so there's that. absolutely no excuse oh, good, not to okay. see Bottoms. <laughs> that's so amazing. And that's why you're here. That's why I wanted to package this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This message is for everyone out there. These films do not have a prerequisite of you being LGBTQ to be an audience member. Okay? Let's just let that penetrate. We must support these actors, these directors, everyone doing it. And yeah, wonderful. They're they're waving their flags. But they're also just regular-ass people just trying to make it. You know, like, let's not forget that. Yeah. I, I, I want to second that because I know before, like, when I was younger, I would just be like, does it speak? Is there a character that looks like me that speaks mm-hmm, directly mm-hmm. to me? And it's like, y- you don't always have to do it like that. Have you? You guys saw Joyride? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It was like all AAPI cast, and that was hilarious. I took a friend. The word neither of us are AAPI, and we went in there, and it was so funny. And I was like, this is art, goddamn. And you don't it. have like, to be Asian American Pacific Islander AAPI. Just breaking it down oh, yeah. to see Thank this you. film. Same way we tell everybody for LOL. You don't have to be Latino to listen. We're Latino. We, we yeah. represent for the Latinos, the hosts, the segment leads. But like you out there, we have jokes for every Juan. Okay? Yeah. So you've got more films yeah, in your bag. We're going to show the trailer for Bottoms, Yay. which is amazing. And the trailer lives up to the hype. Mm-hmm. And again, you can see it in theaters still. It's in over 100 theaters right now mm-hmm. still, um, which because of the strikes is amazing. Or catch it on Amazon Prime where you can buy or rent it. So this is the trailer for Bottoms. Could the ugly, untalented gays please report to the principal's office? Guess that's you guys. Tonight is our night. We're getting the cooch. I'm going to talk to Brittany. You can say hi to Isabel. What would I say? Hey, girl, how's your boyfriend? How's his penis? I'm going to expel you both for committing a crime against Jeff. Get out of the car. You can't tell me what to do. Get out of the freaking car. We're just practicing for a self-defense club. So it's like a fight club? Yes. Just stay in your lane until you're munching Beaver at Wesleyan. Yes, sir. What's your plan here? Jeff is psychotic, and they're picking on the weak and defenseless. So we teach a bunch of girls how to defend themselves. They are grateful to us. Adrenaline is flowing. Next thing you know, Isabel and Brittany are kissing us on the mouth. You can be our club advisor. You know, my mom did say I need to pick up a hobby. Welcome to our fucking fight club. Let's get it popping in this motherfucker. I want that trophy. To have a safe space like this, it means a lot to people. I'm gonna finally reverse stalk my stalker. Yeah! I'll be able to kill my stepdad. Awesome. It seems so supportive of women. Especially the hot ones. Men need therapy. Are you cheating on me? No! I literally saw you yesterday. So nerd, I fucked your mom! We are literally at the bottom. We have nowhere to go but up. 
Your club is over. They deserve a shot at showing everybody how fucking cool they are. Let's go fuck up some football players. created a fight club to get some coochie. You don't even know how to work that thing. I know y'all ain't tickling the pearl. I just don't know if you're supposed to be talking to us like that, just like as a teacher. So funny. That was good. Go yeah. Next up in theaters is Dick's the Musical. Hey. Now, Dick's the Musical, um, it is the first uh, musical film released by A24. Mm. Why is that significant? Okay, A24 is the premier indie distributor right now. Mm. They released Midsummer, and they released this year's Best Oscar, Best Picture Oscar winner, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yeah. So they're kind of on a hot streak. And Dick's uh, the Musical lives up to the pedigree. So Dick's the Musical is a remake of The Parent Trap. Only now it's two guys who are business rivals who discover that they're identical twins who were separated at birth when their parents split up. Their parents were played by Nathan Lane and Megan Malole. Um, also in the film is Megan Thee Stallion, yeah. Bowen Yang as God. Oh my gosh! It's directed by Larry Charles, yeah. who did Borat. Yes! Yeah, and the way I see it is, like, other than being trapped in the upper mezzanine of a Taylor Swift concert with a bunch of twinks, this is probably <laughs> the gayest night you're going to have all year. Oh my God. I was like, where is this going? <laughs> I oh my god! This, oh, Bowen, we know Bowen from SNL. Mm -hmm. uh, he's he plays hilarious. God. Megan Mullally, Nathan Lane, Megan Thee Stallion. What? It's it's you know I've used this word a lot, outrageous. But I notice that when you're 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 using that word a lot, it speaks to the cultural times we're in. Mm. There's a lot of outrageous comedies out there mm. that are doing really well. And that means that that's something that people want and are looking for. Yes. because you know in the world these are. You know, we were talking earlier about the political situation and whatnot, and these are dark times in a yeah. lot of ways. Um, and sitting in a theater, you know, and just laughing your ass off at this craziness yeah. is like the best thing that you can do. It you is. know, it's it's like it's it's what's kind of what we're saying. It's it's therapy. So let's show the trailer for Dick's the Musical. It completely lives up to the hype. Megan. This is Craig Tittle. Thanks, doll. And this is Trevor Brock. You have a good day. My cock is fucking massive. It always leaves the ladies sore. The money just keeps rolling in. The good times never stop. There's never been a man like me, and I'll always be on top. Craig Tittle, Trevor Brock, my two top salesmen. You two motherfuckers look like y'all could be twins. Mm, I, don't I think we actually see look very it. dissimilar. The only thing I have from the dad I never knew is half of a locket. We must be brothers. Not just brothers, Trevor. Twins. Wow, we're twins. We're fucking identical twins. If mom and dad got married again, then we'd have a real family. What if we trick them into getting back together? What are you doing here? <gasps> the twins. Y'all just servants. This is my palace. Built it brick by brick. So get in the line, drop on your knees, and suck my fucking dick. Should I open another bottle? I know it's our second, but we're not Baptists. Should we drown him in the bathtub in the old-fashioned way? Y'all fucked up! I'm gay. Queer as a three-dollar bill and just as thin. Life's a fucking hand job, and I only play to win! Oh, 
God. Wow, a, a lady boss. I guess it really is the year that it is. I'm so sorry. Did you say sewer boys? Disgusting. They're not disgusting. They're gay culture. That's so good. So good. I can't wait to see this it. So great. So I love dicks. <laughs> the musical. So now let's talk about what we started, some stuff on the festival circuit, yeah. uh, which always needs some love with publicity. Yeah. You know, festival circuit is, circuit is tough to work, as you know, because you had something at yeah. New York Latino Film Festival. Ooh, tell, yeah. us, tell us, tell us, Michelle Yeah, Adana. I uh, was a director shadow for my friend Lorena Russi and her film, uh, his, uh, History, The History of Waiting Rooms, or whatever longer title you prefer. That's literally the title. Um, and it's basically about um, her journey growing up queer. Very low-key, but also really silly. Also a little dark. There's ghosts. Is it a short or a feature? It's a short. It's a short. Eight minutes. In and out. Okay. You know Shout out to Lorena Russi. Make sure you follow her at Colonial Man Face yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. She is someone to watch. Yeah. She's awesome. And... Um, the portion that we were in at the New York Latino Film Festival was really awesome because it was a block of, you know, maybe three hours where it was a bunch of short mm -hmm. films, all of them LGBTQ, and it was just so cute and beautiful, but also, like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm Latina. My mom has raised me a certain way, and then at a certain point I was like, I'm go this way, girl. Don't, don't even worry about me. And it's just so beautiful to have. The, the theater was packed. Yeah. And to just be like, there's support here. Yeah. There's money here. There is all this talent here. And it was just so beautiful to connect with folks and also see our work up on the screen the and be like, yeah, take that, that all in. That's me. That's my Embrace friend. that, baby yeah. girl. Yes. You I did am. that. I took a video every time. So proud of you guys. Wonderful. Congratulations. We yeah. also got to see your progress on social media, yeah. on your stories. I remember when you guys were shooting, and I love that you guys are working together. Yeah. That's that's my that's my father. Like in 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 comedy, that's like my big my big bro. Like that's my father, Lorena. Shout out Lorena. You know, we you know how you. special you are. Okay, yeah. So the first film we want to talk about, the first high-profile film on the festival circuit uh, for LGBTQ films, just to remind people what the segment is, right. so they're following along, is Body O' Boy. Um, Body O' Boy is the uh, feature debut of writer-director Dennis Shinners. Mm -hmm. It uh, has played a slew of A-list film festivals. Nice. It just played New York Latino Film Festival last month. Um, Body O' Boy tells the story of a hot and sweaty summer in Brooklyn when a Latin barber falls for a mysterious stranger. Mm. <laughs> it's so great. It has played a bunch of uh, A-list festivals, but the most important thing for the gay audience to know is that both leads are really hot. Yes. <laughs> well, can we I'm see watching. a trailer, please? Yeah, let's see it. <laughs> hey, O'Keek, you heard the shit he was saying about you and Irish last summer? Who? Remember Irish, tall, whitey, white dude who cuz left off? Bring that up so what about it? Oh, come on, Keek. You must have heard cuz running his mouth with some wild shit about how you and Irish was doing things on the DL. I'm not saying it's true. I was just wondering if you had heard about it, that's all. 
Lads! Uh, might this be yours? Over here, pal. Got you. You'll toss it back, bitch. Boy, donde quiero con cualquiera, donde sea papi. Boy, donde quiero con cualquiera, donde sea papi. Boy, donde quiero con cualquiera, donde sea papi. I think that Kike be chilling with Irish in ways that ain't cool, son. Sooner or later, you're gonna need to talk about this shit with someone. And the show as hell ain't gonna be any of those clowns. Where you live? Where are you from? From Brooklyn. Donde sea papi. That's a trailer for Body of Boy. Yum. The great you were news. right, by the way. <laughs> Calm the down, Rachel. The great news for Dennis is that his film was picked up for distribution Ooh, by Breaking Glass Pictures, a great Congrats company who I know very well. And so in December, it's going to be available on all streaming platforms, Amazon, iTunes, Etc. Apple, Apple TV, Apple TV Plus, blah blah blah. blah. We love to so see it. So it's great now because, um, and it still happens. But back in the day on the festival circuit, you know, you could play a year, you know, two years on the festival circuit. Now, if you're fortunate in the way Dennis has been, you get a few months, you get lots of publicity, and then bam, it's right out there. So that when you hear about it, you can now see it yeah. more easily. And, and that's a great development of our times. And that's an inspiring story for the rest of us, right? Yeah. It instills hope. Yeah, it does. It does. He scored distribution. Uh, next film on the festival circuit to watch out for is Playland. Um, Playland had an A-list festival debut at Tribeca Film Festival this Ooh. year. Um, it's, uh, 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 I would say, a, a, fa a sexy fantasy comedy that conjures up a night at Boston's oldest and most notorious gay bar. It's quite a trip of a movie. Um, it's currently playing a bunch of film festivals in Europe. Cool. And then stateside, it's going to play festivals very soon in uh, Montclair, New Jersey, and Wilmington, North Carolina. Awesome. It's written and directed by Jordan West. Um, it's produced by the white-hot Latino producing team of Cedric Lieber Jr. and Pierre-Jean Gonzalez, who are also on the producing team of The Wiz Revival on ah, Broadway. So. That. They're a great pair of Latino producers, and they're really on a hot streak. Right we now. outside, baby. First you heard that? We outside. Yeah. Okay. So uh, um, a note about Seti, one of the producers. So Seti, who's also an actor, made his film debut in my debut feature, Elliot Loves, right? Elliot so Loves. So here's the thing. Elliot, I made for no money, and I'm so proud that I paid all the cast, whether they were SAG or non-SAG. Seti insists, 12 years after we shot the movie, that he wasn't paid and he did it for me as a favor, okay? He still brings it up, like a Latina. He still brings it up, right? That he did it as a favor. But my thing is, when I email Seti to hit him up for tickets to The Wiz, you know he's going to email me back, bitch, where's my money? Word, <laughs> bitch, but I have my money. Exactly. <laughs> Love that. You don't but have your receipts? I keep, I, I totally, I'm half white. I keep all receipts. Right. Um, I, I've got all, I can't find it. It's it's possible that I paid him at the time in weed and I don't have a receipt. <laughs> which is a form is of currency. A payment. You yeah. know, which, which well, certainly is. transaction occurred. It's um, green, right? So, so I don't, I don't know. I got to find proof. But let's check out the trailer for Playland. It really, really is kind of an event film. It's, it's just, it's an, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful feature. Sexy and funny and unusual. So let's Sounds check like out me. the trailer for Playland. 
You know, call me just in time. Should've been off. In the back of a swan. I was born in Boston and I'm used to the racism. People keep saying, what, Boston? I can't believe that. And those of us, you know, who knew would look at each other and smile. No performance, no sales. No tips. No umbrella. Expect rain. Last time it rained, I went on vacation till 65. Where did you time? Paris. They were throwing money at me every which way, money, dollar bills. And I'm down on my hands and he's picking up the nickels and dimes. I stood up and fell, and fell on the floor again. And I was up in my hands and he's up and down for over 20 minutes. The place was hysterical. They were going crazy. Okay, so that is Playland. Sexy for sure. Mm. So the last festival work I want to talk about um, is, uh, though these are all amazing, it's my personal fave, and that is Migrants. Mm. Migrants is a web series, a short-form web series of three to ten-minute episodes each, created by a young stand-up comedian named Brian Torres Day. Um, Migrants, it's... Uh, though it only debuted last month at Georgia Latino, where it won Best Series, and then again, we keep bringing it up, it played New York Latino. I saw it down at Georgia Latino last month where my film Waking Up Dead was playing. Uh, shameless plug. Um, <laughs> Migrants is, even though it's only been on the festival circuit for two months, it is the hot, most buzzed about web series okay. on the festival circuit. Okay. You've never seen anything like it. Mm. So let me tell you what it's about. A pair of hipsters in Williamsburg decide to take in some migrants who Governor Greg Abbott in Texas bust to New York. So these hipsters decide to take in these migrants so they can show the rest of America just how to deal with our undocumented crisis. The first thing the hipsters do is teach the migrants that gender is a construct. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kind of soars from there. Needless to say, things do not go as planned as the migrants drink, carouse, and then break free. Furthermore, there's a spurned wife down in Mexico who shows up in Brooklyn with a machete thinking that her husband is cheating on her. Oh, my gosh. I, this series is so wrong, and <laughs> it's so wrong you don't want to be right. It's so wrong. Torres Day is, is so talented. And when I tell you that this is the most uh, buzzed about web series uh, it you know in the past uh, it was Broad City that began on YouTube yep. and then gravitated Comedy Central, yep. um, so the great. misadventures of an of an awkward black girl yeah. which became Insecure That's on great. HBO, yep. and without question Migrants is the next one to cross over. Yes, you're you totally going first. to hear more about it. Okay. it. A lot of people have said it's the perfect companion series to Abbott Elementary on ABC. Oh. It's shot mockumentary style. The cast oh. is you know uh, the characters are LGBTQ, black and Latino, obviously. And, and the truth is, I, I, I just think it's amazing. Oh, I can't wait. And to I think this kid is going to go really, really far. And he's, 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 he's 
absolutely a name you're going to hear more about. Great thing about Migrants, uh, which is about to play the L.A. Comedy Film Festival, is you can see older episodes uh, from a few months ago on YouTube. Awesome. So you can see episodes on YouTube, and then you can see the new episodes on the festival circuit. But you heard it here. Migrants is the one that crosses over, and we have an absolutely great clip. Oh, I can't wait. We are really lucky to have Sofia's immense expertise. Everyone's been really kind, uh, particularly Wicho. Comida, vivida. La mujer más bella que he visto en mi vida. Don't know what you said, but it sounds horrible. La cara de un pendejo Muy bien, Wicho. Please, please don't encourage her. The president of Williamsburg actually wants to meet with Sofia to discuss the future of the integration initiative. My name is Mava. The Williamsburg Post endorsed Trump. <laughs> Okay, don't panic. There, they're gone. Where could they be? Help these poor, defenseless human beings. Jose, I said trim, not clipped on the rose bushes. Honestly, I don't even know. That was juicy. I, I need love to go this see so it. Much. I need a Brian. I love it. Brian Terezda. Brian. Brian, come on the show. Oh, we want to talk. We want to talk to you, Brian. Are you out there? Let's go. Call Terracino and we'll make this happen. He's got a great stand up skit about latinx <laughs> i leave it at that you can find it on his ig and youtube oh, okay. okay he's got a great it was it. a breakout skit for him um mm-hmm. so we're going to wrap up by just talking about two festivals that are happening now the first is new fest the new york uh, lgbtq film festival they start october 12th they run Today. through the 24th awesome. of october right um opening night film is rustin uh-huh. which is a biopic of bayard rustin the um, African-American civil rights leader who was right hand to Martin Luther King Jr. and then was marginalized from the civil rights movement he helped start because he's gay. Uh. Rustin's directed by George C. Wolfe. It stars Colin Domingo. It's opening night film for New Fest, and then it moves on to Netflix. But always best when you can see something oh. in theaters with festival. a great crowd. Yeah. Another highlight of the festival is May-December by Todd Haynes. It stars Julianne Moore and Natalie Portman. Mm, There's also Nyad. Uh, with Jodie Foster and Annette Bening. But the way I figure is we'll do another episode and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about those in depth. Those the other festival to watch out for is Urban World. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Urban Under World. Under new director Karen McMullen. And that's November 1st to the 5th. They'll, they'll also be showing some great queer work from around the world. But we'll do another episode and we'll, we'll concentrate on New Fest and we Urban must. World and their lineup. And yeah. quickly, um, the film that I was in that I'm always talking about is now in Smodfest, which is the Smodcastle Film, Smodcastle film Fest, which is Kevin Smith's film festival. Mm-hmm. Um, so Is that we, in Red Hook? It's in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. Okay. And that is um, happening very soon. So shout out to 21st Century Courtship. Was a fil- it's a film that I'm in. And then there's the Bushwick Film Festival coming up yeah. as well, which I think that's around Red Hook, Bushwick yeah. area. That's exciting. Well, all of these are exciting because the history, the the, sh- the the short I was in is in all of these. So I'm like really excited. Oh, that's, oh, that's so great. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So I'm excited to like go see all these amazing films and then. Also sit in the theater, theater well, and see me. Talking about amazing, I don't know about you all, Eloeleros, this was probably the most robust, jam-packed, gift-giving episode I have ever done here. I want to thank Michelle Adana. I want to thank Gary Terracino for bringing the funk, bringing the heat, and just a lot of knowledge to this episode. You guys are very good at what you do. Thank I you. know you know this. So are you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Rachel. Thanks for being here. Would you please drop your social handles and tell everyone out there in LOL land how they can follow you? 
Yeah, okay. My name is Michelle Adana. You can follow me at Michelle Adana on Instagram. On Spell TikTok. it for them, bruh. Okay. M-I-C-H-E-L-L-A-D-O-N-N-A. I said that slowly for me, not only for you. Um, Michelle Adana on Instagram. Michelle Adana on TikTok. Michelle Adana 7 on Twitter. Um and my Venmo is also Michelle Adana, so feel free to kind of like do whatever you need to you do. You got there. any shows coming up? Because you also do stand up. I do. I have my show Muñeca Sucias. Uh, uh, yes, a stand up um show featuring um queer and POC comedians because we are out there. We have talent. We're good. We're juicy. That's gonna be on October twenty sixth. That's a Thursday. From 6 to 8 at Purgatory in Brooklyn. Love. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be cute. Halloween's coming up, too. I don't know. I just, I love Halloween. Um, oh, yeah. yes. Got my costume over the weekend. Thank you, Walmart. <laughs> Sexy skeleton <laughs> exactly. coming to you soon. <laughs> yeah. But we're always doing stuff. So, yeah. I am Terracino1 on Instagram and TikTok, where I've been dropping some comedy videos that IG keeps flagging. <laughs> oh, gosh. I love the video you sent, sent me today about yeah. Latino lateness. It's, 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 called, it's called When You're Running on Latin Time. So <laughs> I, I get a text from Rachel. I'm running 15 minutes late, and I sent her my TikTok back, Running on Latin Time. Says it all. I wasn't doing anything depicted in that video. Not this Watch time, the video. but I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, you can follow me at Rachel La Loca. Follow the podcast at We Are Latinos Out Loud. Give us a call. No big whoop. 978 Latinos is the number. Thank you so much for watching another episode of LOL. Shout out to Kaba. Shout out to everybody here at this space and this network. Thank you, Rachel. Thank, Thank you, Kaba. I love you guys. I love you, LOLeros, so much. Con todo mi corazón. Thank you for tuning in. On that note, we are... Out. It's the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Oh.